Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. and welcome to Why Are You Like This, a podcast devoted to finding out who we are and why we do the things we do. I'm your host, Ryan Andrews, and today's guest is an absolute king. He's a hilarious queer icon and host of the hit podcast, Good Morning Sodomites. Please welcome to the mic, the handsome and talented Zach Noe Towers. What a a great intro. That's going to be, that's hard to live up to, but I'm so excited to try. Yeah, you know what? And that's what you get to do for the next hour. This is just a regular interview <laughs> for a job at TJ Maxx. I fucking love it. Um, why? And you threw handsome in there. I'm blushing. This is this is great. If you start off with flirting, it always just like, you know, you know, that is like a good piece of like psychological warfare. If you're ever in negotiations or anything like that, you just shoot a compliment up top it's hard to say no to a compliment right up top uh i am a big kardashians um human so before recording this i did watch the latest kardashian not keeping up just regular kardashians where chris is doing her own masterclass. Oh no! Um, and one of those i was like flirt up top can do thanks chris jenner the thing i just heard is that core that that quote from kim saying if she had to eat poop to stay looking young, she would do it. I would. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we are all a lost cause. That's so funny. Um, he, I can't see it for myself. Well, it depends on how young we're talking. You know, is it yeah. going to take off twenty years? Like, well, that'd be crazy. But like, you know, <laughs> yeah. I guess it depends. Like, how many years of life am I getting for this poop? <laughs> what is the wait what is okay the ambient temperature of the let's poop? let's talk about it what is like the minimum amount of years you would need to get back to eat the poop five wow that's well that you're low? young you're young aren't you i'm 30 yeah that's that's young yeah so you'd be, tw- you'd be 25 well i i i'm curious to know if like if you had to eat the poop oh, we shouldn't talk about this it's so <laughs> gross for anyone listening <laughs> Just right out the gate. Well, I was like, what's the temperature? Like, where are we at? Sure. These are things sure. that have to come into play. Um, the temperature of the conversation or the temperature of the poop? The poop. Okay. The temperature. <laughs> I would say the temperature of the conversation is already very warm. I'm already flushed. Yeah, it is. Sure, for sure. It is. <laughs> the, things, the things those ladies say, and I would follow them into, into war. I couldn't I love that you love them. Are you liking them on Hulu? Yeah, it seems like they're having more fun. It seems like they're a little more free. Okay. Um, and it's very, like, it's taken a bit of, like, the selling sunset transitions, hills vibe, where every okay. interstitial is very, like, girl, boss, sell, yes, work, here we go. <laughs> and it's like, and now we're at Chloe's house. I love. Yeah. I've, I'm just a, I'm a reality TV girl from start to finish. Damn, I like, I admittedly don't, I know I would love them if I started, but I like have yet to start watching reality TV across the board. I mean, I watch like Drag Race. Okay, yeah. So I think I like, yeah, I like like talent-based reality shows. That's fair. Yeah. No offense to the Selling Sunset team. 
I'm sure they have talents. Yes, I'm sure they do too. Hey, being a personality on a show is a is a talent of its own. It's a lot. It's a lot of work. Yeah. And now it's like Instagram. Yeah. Or maybe not even Instagram anymore. Maybe the kids don't do Instagram anymore. You know, TikTok, Instagram, they're in the mix. They're around. Mm-hmm. So how are you doing today, Zach? Um, I'm pretty great. I had co- I I made it this far and I got COVID like two weeks ago. And have you had it? No. And I can, so I have currently a cold, so I'm sucking on a cough drop and drinking an insane collection of like herbal liquids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was like, uh, first day of pride. I have a cold. It's gotta be COVID for the drama. And it's just regular, just a cold, just a cold, just a vintage cold, a good old fashioned cold. Um, yeah, I, but I, um, I had made it this far. I was getting so cocky about not getting COVID. And then I fucking got it like two and a half weeks ago. And it hit me kind of hard, like the first day or so. And then I was just kind of like horizontal for like six days. But like the last like three were kind of me just like milking it a little bit and like watching content and like not pressuring myself to like rejoin society. Um, Uh, Yeah. That all said, I'm because I'm like feeling much better now, I'm feeling like great. You know, we're entering summer pride, you know, the days are longer. That's a big thing for me. I hate when the days are so short during the winter. Like I love those like 8.30 p.m. sunsets, you know? Yeah. Well, you feel like you can still go do something. Yeah. Your body's not like go to sleep at 4.30 p.m. You know? Time to fully die. I grew up in Portland, Oregon. Okay. Where, I don't know, November to March is nighttime. Uh, So for me, like anytime I go home, I'm like, I can come home in the summer and then it's perfect. Yeah. But other than that, I would rather it be cold and snowy and I saw the sun than like the sun has not been here for days. Just darkness. Darkness. Mm. It's not good for Mm. your brain. It's not good for your body. Do you live in LA? Are you in LA? I'm in New York. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I think I knew that. LA would be fun, I think. I'd have to drive, right? Um, yes, you would. Yeah. Um, okay. I actually had a motorcycle for <gasps> nine years out here. Hot. And I I know, right? I just got a car like four years ago, and I feel like a fucking princess in my car. Is it like a Toyota Camry? It is a Toyota Prius. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a princess car. It's a princess car. I mean, compared to a motorcycle, anything's a princess car. Like a smart car would have been like, I am royalty. Bow down. So you're like rolling up to the hookup on your motorcycle. Yeah, dude. Giving Dom Daddy vibes. Dom bossy bottom vibes. There you um, go. I will say, yeah, it did give me like showing up places with like a motorcycle helmet in tow was like a power move sort of. For sure. It's like, yeah, like I look, this was years ago, you know, look like a twink, but I'm actually like a motorcycle, you know, demon. Full, yeah, I'm a transformer. I am a motorcycle. <laughs> you like are the Lady Gaga Born This Way cover. Yes, yes, yes. My, my favorite made by Microsoft Paint cover. <laughs> you know, like I was such a monster. Uh, little was it, wait the Fame and the Fame Monster. Those yes. were like the first two. Mm-hmm. Those were like my jam. Like I think it must have been like my age and just like everything. And then like I guess I've fallen a little off the Gaga train since then not a not a chromatica ball i know she didn't no. steal your money for years no 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 and chromatica it was like it was like it felt like an album that would have come out before the fame if that makes sense it feels yeah. like poppier even than her first album i'm just i'm really just complaining for no reason i love lady gaga i'm just being a little cunt we are homosexuals we naturally complain for no reason it's yeah in the dna um i love that you can roll up somewhere with a helmet and then confidently walk in like as a curly headed hoe like if i wear a hat like that's what i'm wearing for three days like it's, <laughs> there's no taking it off and like seeing my luscious locks fly in the wind <laughs> so there is there was a whole there's a whole part of motorcycle culture that people don't really always put together but hat like helmet hair is absolutely one of them like i have really straight fine hair but like it would squish it down and then i have to like fluff it up 
like when I got to my destination. Also, like you have to wear like a leather jacket and like long pants. I didn't always, but like it was, it's definitely like part of like the culture that you like, you dress like in a safe way and it made you hot or it made you cold. You're just very exposed to the elements and it's like, yes, it's convenient, but it's also like such a pain in the ass. Were you like a lone rider with an interesting backstory or were you like part of a motorcycle gang? So it was just me and, okay, so I started riding the motorcycle because I was about to get like a car and my roommate who I was in love with was like, you should get a motorcycle. I'll teach you how to ride it. Cause he had a motorcycle and like a car. And I did, I got a motorcycle cause I heard I'll teach you how to ride it. And then we'll ride off into the sunset together. And like that didn't happen, but we did go on motorcycle rides like every Sunday. So we had like a mini gang. Oh, I love the idea that two people are a gang. Yeah. Yeah. Any two people with an attitude are a gang. I'm writing that. We're down. a gang right now. We're a we podcast a gang. gang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you grow up? St. Louis, Missouri. Oh my goodness. With the arch and everything. With the arch and everything. Yeah. St. Louis, Missouri is, I'm really glad I grew up there. It's fun to visit. It's like, great food affordable and like people are like midwestern and nice and you have the city museum city museum you've been yeah i went to millican in illinois so i went to school like a few hours east wow you've bounced all around portland oregon to millican millican to Uh new york yeah so it was like well born in rhode island Moved what? to moved to Oregon when I was five, then grew up in Oregon, then went wow. to college in Illinois, then went back right. to Oregon, oh. and then went to New York. Wow. Lots of moves. That's a lot. Right? But it feels like it, like, it doesn't feel like a lot to me, but it's a lot. That's a lot of well, time. The, the yeah. first one is not a big deal because you were five. So you didn't have to like pack a box, you know, like you no, were just yeah. kind of along for the ride. Yeah. It was just kind of like, here we go. Um, do you think you'll stay in New York for a while? Yeah. Wow. Pregnant pause. Pregnant pause. Um, I mean, you can ca- you catch me on like a strange day where I'm very like, I don't know what I'm doing. <gasps> I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know why I'm doing it. That's let's, wait. Let's talk on a microphone. Yeah, wait. Why? Oh, what did anything spur this? Like this moment of um, confusion. I think it's very. So, like you know, we we famously like closed down for two years. Yeah. Um, and I am primarily a theater actor. Started doing writing, seeing where that's going, all that jazz. But was very like, okay, uh, where do I go? What do I do? I guess I'll just wait. And now that things are reopening, I'm really, really tired of waiting. And I'm like, I should be in some sort of forward motion, but I don't feel like I am. Oh, okay. Very okay. that. Dude, being, in the, being a, a creative is, is like, I feel like that's the struggle, the eternal struggle. Like feeling like, maybe I'm not doing enough or maybe, you know, just like waiting for things to happen. And it's really tricky. I don't know many people who have mastered that like sinking feeling. Right. And I'm also like at this spot where I'm like, do I just get an office job? Cause I could still be doing the same gay shit I'm doing now with like a 401k. Dude. Um, yeah. I just heard about retirement like five years ago. <laughs> I uh, I like didn't know yeah. that we were planning. I had no idea. Uh, but I just like opened an IRA, you know, and I put money in that every year. I don't know. I just don't want you to change career paths and look back and be like, I should have just been a little miserable and done did the thing that I'm like so passionate about. You're right. You're right. So yeah, so to answer the the New York question, I think I am here for a little bit longer, at least Good. at least three years longer. Good, great. But I haven't been like I don't feel the like tied to a a place to live. I think simply because I've moved 
so often. I, New York sure. is the longest I've lived be- somewhere besides Oregon. So, ah, that's kind of nice. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great that you don't feel like you need to like have roots necessarily. Yeah. I think it's also easier. I don't have a dog or like a boyfriend or <laughs> same thing on on depending on the day. <laughs> depending on the on the day, I have like a boy. I would like a nice. Tuesday. I would like like a Tuesday Thursday boyfriend. You know what I mean? <gasps> Optional Saturdays. I, okay, I've been dreaming of being like one like polygamy vibes, like uh-huh. one of a guy's like several boyfriends. So like I only have like boyfriend duties like tuesday thursday and like every other sunday and other than that like it's like jeff christian alex like but like i'm reaping all the benefits do you know what i mean yeah and they're like your days yeah but you don't want to be the hub you want to know you want to be like a spoke yes spoke me spoke me daddy i i want one of these like um elusive summer romances people write about where they're like oh yeah we were just like really into each other for a couple months and everything was cool and casual and then sandy went to school (laughs) back in australia you know i feel like every time i've started one of those it's like drama 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 what kind of drama do you get into or is it just like he doesn't text back i'm angry um, I tend to meet people when their open relationship is not doing so well. Oh my god. Okay, you actually don't need to say anything else. That is all I needed to hear. Yeah, bury, um, bury that. Damn. Okay. Yeah, open relationships. I, I wonder sometimes if I'm in one and I don't even know it. Do you know what I mean? I feel like I'm, yeah, consistently, probably always. <laughs> I, self-identifying as gay i am in an open relationship with yes every gay i've ever met in my life including i think you. you should focus on the like short-term visitors in new york i love a boyfriend experience where we he's only in town for like 10 days we hang out on day like three and then like again on day six and then maybe again on day nine mm-hmm. and you just are like really enjoying each other with like the knowledge that he's like fucking off back to you know, Florida, God forbid. God um, forbid. Can't say gay there. Sad. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I love knowing um, end dates. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's yeah. freeing in a weird, in a weird it way. It is. Yeah. It absolutely is. You can, like, prep for, like, the closure of it all. Right. Wow. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so you grew up in St. Louis. Yes. Back to that. Yeah. Which I know has a wonderful, like, art scene for kids. Were you um, doing theater? <laughs> that felt sarcastic. Uh, no, it, it truly does. <laughs> <laughs> My roommate's from St. Louis. I, um, yes, I started kind of doing professional theater at 10. Um, it We have a thing called the Muni, which is this, it's America's oldest, largest outdoor theater. It seats, like, I think... 11 or 12,000 people. It's in the middle of Forest Park and they put on seven shows every summer, seven musicals. And they have uh, kids in their ensemble and like as small parts and stuff. And I was like um, a Muni kid and then a Muni teen. So 10 to 18, my summers were like all uh, doing musical theater. It was great. Yeah. We famously made the pilgrimage to audition at the Muni every year in college. (gasps) That is a big thing for musical theater majors. It's a big thing. And I went one year and we were like driving from a different, it was very, what I always pictured my life would be, right? Like we were driving from one group audition to the other through the Love. night. Yes. And we were staying at my friend's house who grew up in St. Louis and her dad was going to drive me to the boys call in the morning and the girls, the girls call later. And I was so sleep deprived. And he was like, okay, I'm driving you to Webster. That's where you're auditioning. And I was like, I'm, I'm auditioning at the Muni. And he's like, no, you're, you're going to Webster. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like going to the Muni stage. Yeah. And he like, sweet man, drove me to Webster, like pushed me into the doors. He had never met me. He was like, this, this poor twink is never coming back. Like (laughs) I sacrificed to the Muni gods. But yes, I have, I have done the dance there. Um, did anyone, you know, do the Muni? 
Uh, yeah, so my current roommate, Andy Frank, did Muni Teens growing oh up. God. Uh, my roommate in college, Emily Gardner, did Muni Teens and the Muni. I know Emily Gardner. So Emily's dad is the one who drew, drove me. Um, Carissa was her sister, or is her sister, I think. She does she not have a sister? sister. She only has brothers. Oh, fuck. Okay. Remember yeah. not. But she's very pretty. She looks exactly like Denise Richards. You see, I haven't seen... If it's the Emily Garden Gardner I think of, I haven't seen her in forever. And she was like a kid when I was yeah. a teen. Big blue yeah. eyes. Just... Yeah. Wait, yeah. did she go to Ole Miss maybe? She went to Milliken with me. Oh, fuck. Okay. I'm like literally striking out so hard right it's now. It's okay. I'm, we'll say you know her. Why not? Well, you know, I like to be honest. <laughs> That's okay, wait, Emily, Emily Jean Gardner. Yes, yes. absolutely. We are, yes. we are Facebook friends. She went to Milliken. We are, it is the person I was thinking of. Yes. This is the first time Facebook's ever come in handy. <laughs> ever. It's like pulling up the, the yellow pages. Kids don't know yes. Facebook is anymore. Um, but yeah, I did Muni and it was, um, it was wonderful. Love it. So then did you do musical theater in school or yeah i went to i i went to indiana university and i was like a guinea pig in their musical theater program so they were like setting it up when i was there so there were only a handful of us uh at the time my senior year it became an actual major there so it was like fully cooked once i was leaving um but i said musical theater in college and honestly looking back like i wouldn't have gone to college i'm glad i did because it was like fun and whatever and i learned how to be kind of like an adult with a drinking problem but absolutely yeah i spent a lot of money pursuing something that was familiar to me that i did enjoy but i think i knew in my head i always wanted to come to la and do tv and film so like it was i think i was in the era of like you have to go to college yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to college, like, and I'm at least going to do something I'm good at. So I pursued musical theater and, you know, cut to, I'm 36. I just paid off my student loans like two years ago. That's like, amazing. I mean, but still it's like, uh, like I wish I had just taken that like $38,000 and like moved to LA when I was like fucking 18 and like bright eyed, bushy tailed and like, but, you know, no regrets, obviously. Like, my life is panning out fine. But it's just like, yeah, I don't know. I'm glad I went to college, but I wouldn't do it again, probably. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is It is crazy in in any field to be a 17-year-old and be like, what do you want to super invest in for your insane. education? Like, that's just, that's just an insane question for anybody. Even if you're like, I want to be a scientist. How do like, you? Like, wait. Like, why? Like, wait. Like, take a moment. I don't know. Like the Australia, yeah, it's Australians <laughs> do like Australians do like a year like walkabout or whatever, like a you know, like a gap a, year. I love a, a rump springer. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Take like a year walkabout, circle the block, come back, yeah, see if you still feel it. Yeah. So when did you realize you were hilarious? Oh my gosh, um, I've always used comedy or like humor or trying to make people laugh as like a. I guess a way to get like me, a way to like take the focus off me in a way, like entertain people, kind of like look over here, probably from being like a little queer boy, like I was different in Missouri, you know, in the 90s. And um, I guess I just remember doing things like I'd like recite lines from movies like Home Alone and stuff like that. And like it would always get a laugh. And so that kind of just like kept going. And then I was like, the comic relief in the musicals at my school and like, yeah, I wasn't the class clown, but I was like witty and funny and like always like smiling and happy. I was like mm. kind of like joyous. I feel like gay funny very rarely shows itself as like typical class clown. Like I put attack on your chair vibes. Totally. And very much so like I can quote the hours to you. And I'm yes, eight, you know? yes. <laughs> Yes. Precocious behavior. I'm going to say this is so like uh, putting us back 10 years, but like class clown is like a heterosexual sport. Absolutely. Absolutely. How how could you possibly be laughed at? And uh, our, our class clown literally went by Billy Beans. Because oh my God. He like farted a lot. 
rodeo clown. Like rodeo clown realness. That's not, uh-uh, that's not for that's me. Not any gay guy I've met. Maybe, maybe in the future, maybe this is like, you know, my dinosaur age gay has to like age out. To be like, go oh, gay guys can be Billy Beans. <laughs> well, they're not, they're not labeling themselves anymore. And how cool is that? So cool. So cool. It's my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, Zach, we're getting to that point in the podcast where I have to ask you the question, which is, why are you like this? A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once, it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, man. I, I knew it was coming, too. Why am I like this? <laughs> like, the person that I present today, why am I like this? Yeah. Um, I, okay, I like to think that I am a solid mix of nature and nurture. I have known since I was very little that I was special and destined to, like, fulfill my dreams. Like, I just... There's never been a doubt in my doubt in my mind. And despite it taking me very long to get credits here in Los Angeles, like I'm like, yeah, like I'm I'm destined to do this. Like, but like I'm also like definitely a reflection of growing up in like an Irish Catholic household in the Midwest. You know, like I had a drinking problem that I like, I'm sober now, but like it's a huge part of like my journey. Getting sober was like a huge part of why I am the person you're talking to right now. So it's like, it's just such a, like, what do people say for this? It's such a mix. It's like, I am my parents. I I try to be the best parts of my parents and like let go of the worst parts. I try to like hold on to things that I was raised to believe that I do believe in. And I also try to question everything I do really. And like ask myself, why do I do these things? So I guess, I don't know, like, yeah. And I will say a big part of that is being sober. Sobriety has like shined a light on like me taking an inventory on myself and asking like, why did that make me mad? Why did that make me sad? Why did that make me happy? Why did that make me horny? You know, it's like, ask those questions, you know, ask why you're the way you are. This is a good podcast. For you look at that uh so many things um yes the healthy amount of delusion that yes. is required to be in this field yes is innately in all of us mm. Mm. caught me on an off day but on a regular day i am the hottest person i've ever met and i am the most talented one that's ever been on the planet 
Babe, you're still doing your podcast on an off day. Like, I know you've got the bug. I know you've got the disease, the mental illness. The mental illness, the mental unwell. I, in October, it'll be three years since I've had a drink. So I agree. <gasps> Shut up. Yes. I, October what? October 3rd. Okay, cool. Yeah. I, um, I still smoke weed and I still, like, will do other stuff. But it doesn't sure. affect me the same way that alcohol did. And yeah, I mean, I, I a hundred percent hear you. I would just, it would just affect me in a way that would be super quick emotional changes that I wouldn't know why I went from zero to a hundred on my friends. And when you like have to just like be you and be in a social situation and like it, it changes everything, everything. When I got sober, I just kept telling people, like, I've never spent so much uninterrupted time with myself. Like, because those drink, like, I drink, I didn't drink daily, but I drank to blackout. I drank to, like, get wasted. Like, so if I was drinking, like, let's go. Like, I didn't Mm -hmm. really want, like, one glass of wine. I wanted, like, split a bottle, get the tequila, let's do some Coke, let's go. Um, And when you don't drink, you're, like, spending all that time in your own head or like just with yourself. And it's like a very unsettling place to be at first because you just haven't had to do it, you know? And when we're, our whole world is really socially as an adult built around drinking, especially like going from college in the Midwest where I didn't have to drive to moving to New York where I don't have to drive. Yeah. Like I, I too, I, I don't understand being tipsy. I never liked that feeling. I don't like being blacked out, but it was like, that's the only other yeah. option, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I was, I, well, it was, it was all about like inching towards it to feel yeah. as like careless as possible without going too far, you know, but it's often like, yeah, I went too far, duh, you know? Yeah. yeah. So finding ways to feel that careless or to like go dancing and just be out dancing without alcohol changed everything dude and it's been you got sober right are you stopped drinking right before the pandemic yeah so speaking of being mentally unwell um i fully fully soberly gave away all my money in a telephone scam in 2019 and uh, my parents god bless them were like you are coming home and so i went home for a full year uh did a lot of therapy and uh worked three jobs to pay off all of that and in that also decided like I think it was the first time that I was removed from like a college area or like New York area where like I'm at my parents house and like my parents drink but it's not the same it's like I'll have a beer after work and so when I'm just like breaking into my parents liquor cabinet to like black out because everybody wants to sleep I was like Mm, not cute it's not cute anymore it may be like not what i want to be doing so i just stopped that's so cool yeah that's great what a blessing i so desperately want to know about the phone (laughs) scandal but like i also don't like if you don't want to talk about oh no we can talk about it i um so a couple things have happened i truly had lost my wallet to start (laughs) okay (laughs) it it truly was gone um And I get the phone call that's like, hey, we found your ID and wallet in a car that is involved with a drug, such and such. Um, You need to go get these electronic bonds to, to like prove that you're you. And then we'll send someone to your house. And they're like telling me my address. They're telling me like information about me. Which, like, yeah. is, is findable, you know. Sure. But they're good at their job. And <laughs> they're like, you need to go get the stuff. And I was at work, and I turned to a girl I was working with, and I was like, um, this shit's going down. And she was like, yeah, you got to go figure that out. And <laughs> so they, like, direct me to a Target. They're like, there's a Target near where you are. Oh, no. Walk there. Go in. Keep me on the phone the whole time. Get multiple $900 gift cards that they're calling electronic bonds. And then go to an Apple store that's up the street. And the whole time, I'm just, like, 
once you're in it, you're like in it. And it's very scary. It's very weird. Like, Ugh. again, I was totally sober and I was just doing it. And like, my bank is calling me. These people are still on the phone. They're like, don't say that we're on the phone or else like we'll arrest you. Um, like all this stuff. So basically oh my God. I then go to the Apple store. I then get more gift cards. My bank accounts are empty. Um, I read them the back of the gift cards. And by the time I read the back of the gift cards, I started to come to and was like, this doesn't make this any isn't sense. Right. This doesn't make any sense. Oh, but by the time that's done, it's done. And then I, you know, went to the police and the police threatened to arrest me in case I was lying. It was like a whole thing. Um, wow. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you poor babe. I'm so sorry uh, that happened. Yeah, it wasn't great. Um, it'll be for the memoir, but yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, good, so, good chapter. Good chapter. It'll be something. I don't know what it'll be. Um, wow. So yeah, crazy shit can happen. It's not uh, just well, <laughs> telephone scams, not just for old people. Yeah, it was all. Um, I a twink actually uh, tried to kind of take advantage of my kindness, and I couldn't believe that I'm like, oh, I'm already the senile daddy, <laughs> like who's like not noticing that he doesn't really like me. Like I didn't, I, I didn't see it coming a mile away, and it's like, wow, that's what you know. People, they'll abuse your kindness. That's for sure. Never trust a twink, babe. I, dude, what a motto. What a motto. Although I do think twink is a state of mind. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, because like you meet someone who's like not physically like a twink, but you're like, you've got twink vibes. Like that's twink behavior. Yes. Over there. Like I've been I, like, well, I, tonight is a twink night. I don't oh, identify as a twink, but like. I'm acting twinky. Yeah. Um, I firmly believe Leslie Jordan is America's oldest living twink. Absolutely. How else do you describe that little ball of light? You're not going to call him daddy. No, heavens no. I also do like that we have like four categories and they're just like so very different. There's no in-betweens. They're, they're, we're, they're, no. We have no gay, we have no gray area in the gay, in the gay identifications. No. Built no. by the American porn system. truly truly Truly. so when did you decide to start talking to people about sex on a podcast um i i've always like my brand has always been kind of sex positive or like sex dating sex like i like cannot write a clean joke to save my life and i've always i've not always wanted to do a podcast but like I was, I knew that like a podcast was definitely like part of like a comedian's journey. And it's like just a great way to kind of like create content to maybe move the needle a little bit and like to connect with like people who like enjoy my point of view or like my sense of humor. And like, I really do think that like sex is still so shame based. Like the fact that people get like so uncomfortable or like, whatever when you start talking about sex but like we literally have mass shootings every day that people can just casually talk about like blows my mind I'm like sex is like a joyous like when it's like good and consensual like it's magical like and we are so like uncomfortable talking about it and so like I really wanted to kind of like make sex just a little bit more conversational. So you can like hear people and like my podcast basically takes one person and you should do it sometime. Um, and, uh, takes them on. Uh, I, I ask, I ask questions about their sexual journey from start to wherever they are now. And it's really fascinating to hear the, the things that influence people's, you know, sex lives and stuff. It's like how Brittany Jean Spears once said that masturbating is religious. Yeah. Brittany can't lie. She cannot she lie. Physically cannot lie. <laughs> she couldn't. She, she can't. She, she, has, she wouldn't know have, how. We have lots of evidence to say that she does not know how to lie. She does not lie. She's not a liar. She's a lot of yeah. things. She's not a liar. <laughs> oh yeah. Do you think of yourself as someone who has a lot of sex? So uh, I used to. This is interesting. <laughs> this is interesting. I say about myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> I find it interesting. So yeah. when I got sober. The first thing like my addictive mind does is try to pivot to things like sugar, 
you know, caffeine, like food in general and like dick. And so like, I was like, um, definitely acting compulsively when it came to sex and like very much on grinder, kind of like 24 seven, kind of just like, Oh yeah, this sounds good. This guy's close. This guy's visiting. It, It was very much like addicted to the notifications, addicted to the compliments, addicted to like the concept of a man wanting me. And, um, then I got medicated for, pew, 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 pew. um, I got on Zoloft and Wellbutrin, uh-huh. um, shout out. They changed my life and I don't know if my sex drive has dipped or I've just begun to perceive sex as an a average human being. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I talk about that a lot when I, I talk about like when I stopped drinking Mm -hmm. Um, or even like now I'm getting a little better at it, but a big part of me stopping drinking, I was like, I've never really liked being drunk, but I do like that people call me to have a good time. Like I, I love that. Yeah. And so I was like, Oh no, what if I am not a good time? And I think when our creativity is kind of built into what we're doing, like you're like, I like to write jokes about sex and you know, it kind of feeds into like, okay, well then I have to be having a lot of encounters in order to write something or to be considered valuable in this field. Yeah. yeah. Um, Instead of just like treating yourself like a human. Totally. And like, or like, I'll be like, I don't drink, but I do a lot of other stuff. Like I'm a lot of fun. It's like, I don't have to say that. (laughs) Right. Right. Oh, isn't it crazy? It's crazy. The way we feel like we have to qualify. And that's honestly that's uh, the calls are coming from inside the house. It's like how we perceive ourselves. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like there's nothing hotter than a stone sober guy coming up to me at a bar and like giving me a compliment. You know what I mean? Like that takes balls or like, at least I think it takes balls, you know? And it's just like, yeah, I don't know. We, we are our own harshest critic, obviously, but like our need to qualify God, I hope it goes away. Same. I hear your 40s. They're great. Okay. Yeah. I can do that. Yeah. But it, I mean, it is hotter when somebody sober comes up to hit on you than when someone who's blacked out comes and hits on you. Yeah, of course. Like, no matter uh, what, no matter what you're doing. like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah. I hadn't had sober sex for like years. I could count on one hand the number of times I had completely sober sex and like meaning like I wasn't like hung over still or a little drunk or like high or whatever like I did not fully understand like sober encounters you know I mean I think having anal sex in general takes a lot of prep and a lot of like prayers to God and totally I would just also throw that up to like okay I'm drunk so like woo woo here we go yeah so like when i was like the first time i was approaching sex soberly i was like i um i don't think i know how to do this yeah like i don't know if i'm ready i'm not confident like i'm like yeah i'm second guessing everything everything and i am yeah like a 98 percent top and even then i was like i don't know how to fuck i don't know how to do this Well, not to mention you were also at your parents' place at this point, weren't you? Yeah, I did not have sex at my, at my parents' house. They, they Not only was I at my parents' house, they have moved since I went to like high school and lived there. Okay. So they're in a different area, and it's more out in the country. So when I would like get horny and be at my parents' house, I would also have the thought process of like, okay, I'm going to download Grindr. I have to get my mom's car. I have to drive my mom's car to a stranger's house in the woods (laughs) and then i have to just like fingers crossed not die yes fingers crossed come home and like my parents wouldn't be too shocked if i came home and i was like yeah i just went and fucked but i don't want to be doing that no you don't need that conversation (laughs) like i was at this guy's place like no 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 there was there was no sex in that year at home but yeah, it's what an interesting world. Has your sex life um, improved since that point three years ago? Yeah, I think I have 
I have better sex. I have more intentional sex. Totally. And I will say that I have had more like broader sexual experiences. Sure. While sober. Um, which is crazy, but I think just because I'm like in full control of my body as I'm doing it, like I know that I want to do this. So like Yes. I don't feel pressured to go into a dark room like I'm choosing to. Yeah. So for me it's like I don't know. Just a, a lot of this year, especially like re going out and re going to things. I've before I've gone out. I'm like I look myself in the mirror. I'm like you are an adult, and if you are not having fun, that is okay, and you can get yourself home. Yes, and you'll be fine. Yes, isn't it? The, that's one of the best parts of not drinking. Is I go to an event, whether it be a pool party or a gay bar, something that makes me maybe even a little nervous, and I just tell myself like, go in. See the person you're there to see, if it's a birthday or whatever, stay 15 minutes. And if you don't like it, leave, go get Taco Bell and watch, you know, American Dad or whatever comfort show. Oh, sorry. I'm boring myself. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Truly doesn't believe anything you're saying. You're like, yeah, yeah. 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 Taco Bell. Mm. Um, But yeah, I just love. Uh, I love having that clarity of yeah. being like, oh, like, I don't know. There are just so many nights, I, uh, mornings I woke up like hungover with a strange dude in my bed that I didn't know if we like had had sex. And I'm just like not wanting to go into work and then like spending all this money and like not even being clear on my intentions. And like you just said, your sex is better with intention. Everything's better with intention. Yeah. Well, as we start to wind down. I ask this of all my guests. Do you have any questions for me? Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, I mean, probably a zillion questions for you. Um, what was the hardest part about stopping drinking for you? I think the hardest part about stopping drinking is I had developed my entire personality a, a, around being a person who will drink at any moment at any time. A party gay. Yeah. And it wasn't even like... I wasn't like cool enough to be a party gay. I was like an accomplice. Yeah, or I, I don't know. I was just always the one who was like, take a shot at work. Why does it matter? Oh, I love. Okay. Yeah. You're fun. You are undoubtedly <laughs> fun to other like alcoholics. Very yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so for me, it wasn't necessarily stopping drinking, because like your first two, three weeks of stopping drinking after that people stop asking you because they, like, have known. They know, right? Or they'll stop. Hopefully. They stop doing the, like, oh, okay, you're only drinking, you're not drinking right now? Okay, cool. Um, mm. It was it was just, like, reminding myself that I've always been fun, that I've always been a good time to be around, and, like, there was a time in my life pre-college that I didn't drink and I still made friends and I still had fun and I still went to parties. And, like, people can do that again. Like, you can do that again. You're just going to be fun to a different type of person, probably. Yeah. yeah. Which is, honestly, in my experience, such a better type of person. Like, I'd much rather have my, like, little, like, movie nights with, like, my, like, nerdy friends who, like, don't drink either or don't need to drink, you know? And we just, like, make each other laugh until we pee, you know? Yeah. I don't need to go to a bar and do coke with a girl that I'll never talk to again and, you know, get in trouble or have to walk home barefoot or whatever the thing. Oh, the walk home barefoot is bad. I mean, no judgment, but, yeah, it's I don't want to ever do it again. (laughs) Yeah, and there was just like so many times I was just like taking my life in my hands. And oh, was, like for what? Like I went. Did you ever like my poor sister? She's five years younger, but we're very good friends. And I would text her things like men's license plates or like address things or intersections, and be like, "This is where I am." <laughs> like if I don't turn up tomorrow, it's crazy. Mine. Uh, I'm a like. I'm a drunk liar, like an intense drunk liar. Like I I would be like in my bed telling my friends that I am like in the street, like fully all lies all the time. Wow. Uh, Would you still lie? 
probably, but not to the I, I not with that much like. You bigger. said probably. <laughs> um, that is like the shadiest answer I could have ever gotten from that. Do you still lie? Probably. Probably. That's so. You just don't do it for like entertainment sake. Yeah. No. Or to. I don't even know what I was going for. Like I just. You like to you like to rile people up. I love to push buttons. I'm an, I'm the oldest sibling. It's just okay. kind of like your thing. It's what you do. See, I thought that was a middle child thing. Um, I mean, there's only two of us, so I don't know what the middle child oh, would do. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got yeah. it, got it, got it. I was very like, I know exactly how to push my little sister's buttons, and she gets like hot headed faster than me. That actually yeah. makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Zach, this has been such a lovely chat. Where can the children find you? Uh, the children can find me, assuming they're 18 and up, uh-huh. uh, at Zach Noe Towers everywhere. TikTok, Instagram, Z-A-C-H-N-O-E-T-O-W-E-R-S. Oh my God. And depending on when this comes out, I am doing some pride shows. Can I Love plug it. them real plug quick? Plug everything. Okay. Yeah. So on June 18th, I'll be in Dallas, Texas at the Legacy Cares event, opening for Jessica Kearson, who is so funny. She's a lesbian comic. She's brilliant. Um, and then June 23rd is a Thursday. I'll be in Nashville at Zany's headlining that club. And then the 24th and 25th are a Friday and Saturday. I'll be in Chicago, Illinois at the downtown Zany's. And then on Sunday, June 26th, I'll be at the Milwaukee Improv Lab. Look at that touring. Dude, I'm so Hitting scared, but I'm, I'm excited. You're going to be great. Thank you. Yeah, you're going to be lovely. Well, go see Zach at one of these shows. Listen to Good Morning Sodomites. Find him on all the socials. Maybe on an old Craigslist ad. You never know. Yes. And until next time, y'all. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.